the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. A wall can be so far from straight and true that it's unsafe. And the only thing that can be done is to tear it down and start over. And that's what God is saying about the nation of Israel. I've put my plumb line against the nation of Israel, and the nation has moved so far away from God and so far away from His Word and so far away from His commandments that all you can do at this point is tear it down and start over again. Sometimes when a project or a job is too distorted and crooked, the only option left is to take it apart and start from scratch. Today, Pastor Dan will be reading through the book of Amos where you will see the prophet Amos being given a vision of a plumb line which would become the symbol of the standard by which God's people would need to live. The people of Israel were so deep with sin, so far away from the Lord, that he had no choice but to tear down Israel, wipe away the sin, and start anew. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Amos chapter 8 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Again, God did this to humble the people. God's desire was not to destroy the people. He desired that they would repent and turn back to him. He sent these things upon the nation to wake them up. He's giving them space to repent before judgment comes down upon the nation. Just as he does with an individual, he gives us space to repent and turn to Jesus Christ for forgiveness and salvation. And again, Amos intercedes for the nation in verse 5. Then I said, O Lord God, cease, I pray, O that Jacob may stand, for he is small. And so the Lord relented concerning this. This also shall not be. Amos prayed the same prayer. These wildfires could devastate the nation beyond repair. And again, the Lord responded to Amos' prayer and relented. So in verse 7, we have the third vision. God gave to Amos. Thus he showed me a plumb line. Behold, the Lord stood on a wall made with a plumb line and with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? I said, a plumb line. And then the Lord said, behold, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people, Israel. I will not pass by them anymore. The high places of Isaac shall be desolate And the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. I will rise with the sword against the house of Jeroboam. In this vision, God uses a plumb line. Now, a plumb line is a string with a weight on the bottom of it. And it's used to determine if a wall is straight and upright, if it's straight vertically. And God said, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people. 
God's plumb line is his word, the Bible. And God puts his word like a plumb line up against a nation to see if that nation is straight and true. Does that nation line up with the word of God? Does the laws of that nation line up with the word of God? Do the practices of that nation line up with the word of God? Or is it out of alignment with the word? And God measures our lives by his word. Does our life line up with his word? In the New Testament, Acts chapter 2, verse 40, when Peter is preaching in Jerusalem on Pentecost, he says to the crowd, save yourselves from this crooked generation. This generation is crooked. It doesn't align with God. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, Paul says, we are children of God living in a warped and crooked generation. The culture doesn't line up with God's word. It's warped. It's crooked. Now you can look at a fence post if you're making a fence, or you can look at a wall with the naked eye, and it may look straight and square with the naked eye. You can look at it and say, it looks good to me. But you put a plumb line against it. And you may realize it's not straight at all. In fact, it's very crooked. and It's warped and twisted. It's leaning. A wall can be so far from straight and true that it's unsafe. And the only thing that can be done is to tear it down and start over. And that's what God is saying about the nation of Israel. I've put my plumb line against the nation of Israel and the nation has moved so far away from God and so far away from his word and so far away from his commandments that all you can do at this point is tear it down and start over again. There's no fixing it. And that's exactly what God will do. He will tear this nation down, send the people into captivity in Assyria, and just start over again after the captivity. So that brings us to verse 10. So then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to Jeroboam, the king of Israel, saying, Amos, look what it says, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words, for thus Amos has said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel shall surely be led away captive from their land. Now, Amaziah here, the priest of Bethel. Bethel is where, remember, the king Jeroboam set up the golden calf in Bethel and Dan. And so here, Amaziah is not a priest of Jehovah. He's not a priest of Yahweh. He's a priest of this false religion, this golden calf, this false god. Amos, the prophet, has been speaking the truth to the nation, warning the people of God that God's judgment would come to the nation if they do not repent. Amos has said Israel will be led away captive from their own land, and that's true. Amos has been declaring the truth in the nation. But notice in verse 10, Amos is falsely accused of being a conspiracy theorist. 
and conspiring against the government and conspiring against the nation. The priest tells the king, Amos has conspired against you. Amaziah was trying to discredit Amos and portray Amos as a threat to the nation, saying he's undermining our nation by spreading this information. Now, as the priest of Bethel, Amaziah was benefiting from this false religious system, and Amos was a threat to that false system. And so Amaziah attempted to discredit Amos. And Amaziah said to the king, the land is not able to bear all his words. In other words, we can't tolerate Amos saying these things in the nation. It's dangerous. We need to silence him. What he's saying is dangerous for our nation. You know, we need to suspend his social media account. So he can't say these things. So he can't spread false information. And what was Amos doing? He was simply telling the truth. He was declaring God's word. And the wicked see the truth as a, th- as a threat to their wickedness. And so the wicked want to silence the truth. Because Jesus tells us they love darkness rather than Light. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Sounds a lot like the days we're living in. People that are declaring the truth are being silenced by those in power. It's being labeled as dangerous, as misinformation, false information. To just declare what's true. I don't know if you saw just last week, John MacArthur, the pastor preached a sermon, and YouTube took it down, saying it was hate speech. You know what he said? He said that you're either born male or female. You're either XX or XY. Just biologically. And they took it down and said it violates hate speech. But it's true. They don't want the truth. Because it threatens their false belief system that they have. I don't know what's going to happen to our video when we put that on YouTube. I don't know, you know, am I going to get in trouble for referring to someone else who, I don't know. We'll see. But we see this happening in our culture where people that are just simply speaking truth are getting silenced and getting labeled as dangerous That's what was happening in Israel in their final days as a nation. So verse 12, then Amaziah said to Amos, go, you seer, flee to the land of Judah, there eat bread and there prophesy, but never again prophesy at Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary and it is the royal Residence. Now, remember, Amos was from the southern kingdom of Judah. So Amaziah here, he accuses Amos of prophesying just for the money, just for the bread. And so he says to Amos, go home to Judah, prophesy there. Don't come up here to Bethel anymore, spreading this false information. 
again, for Amaziah the priesthood, it was a profession. He's in this false religious system for the money and the position and the recognition and the lifestyle. And Amos threatens that. So he tells him to go back to Judah, prophesy there. Amaziah is concerned with protecting himself and the false system that he's benefiting from. That's why he doesn't want Amos spreading the truth. Because it's going to affect his position. He doesn't want people to hear the truth. Because it's going to affect him. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. He tells him to go home. Now watch Amos. In verse 14, then Amos answered and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet, nor was I a son of a prophet, but I was a sheep breeder and a tender of sycamore fruit, a fig picker. Then the Lord took me as I followed the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. Now, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. You say, Do not prophesy against Israel and do not spout against the house of Isaac. Therefore, thus says the Lord, your wife shall be a harlot in the city. Your sons and daughters shall fall by the sword. Your land shall be divided by survey line. You shall die in a defiled land, and Israel shall surely be led away captive from his own land. Amos, I want you to note this, Amos doesn't back down. This is what you call righteous anger, a righteous indignation. Amos essentially says, you think I chose to be a prophet? You think I chose this for my profession? You think that it's just a job to me? And that I can just go do this anywhere? I was no prophet, nor was I a son of a prophet. This is not some family business for me like it is for you, Amaziah. This is not just a profession for me. I'm not doing this for the money and the comfortable lifestyle it provides. I was a sheep breeder and a fig picker. And I was a happy sheep breeder and fig picker. But God took me from following the flock. God did this. God called me to this. I was happy watching my sheep. And God called me and God took me. And he made me a prophet. And he told me to go to the northern kingdom. That's the only reason I'm here. I didn't choose this for myself. God called me to do this, and I'm being obedient to the Lord. Something you know nothing about, Amaziah. God calls ordinary people to be his spokesperson. God calls ordinary people to stand up against wickedness in the culture. And Amos goes on in verse 16. You say to me, don't prophesy against Israel. You say to me, don't spout against the house of of Isaac, well, let me tell you what's going to happen, not only to Israel, but to you and your family, Amaziah. Your wife shall be a harlot in the city. Your sons and daughters shall fall by the sword. 
Your land shall be divided by survey line, and you shall die in a defiled land, and Israel shall surely be led away captive from his own land. Amaziah, your kids are going to be killed. You'll be taken away to Syria, and you're going to die there, and your wife will be left here to be a prostitute. And that will be the only way of making a living for her. And Amaziah, because you are the priest of Bethel and you have led the nation down this path, you are partly to blame for the destruction of the nation and the destruction of your family. And one day, Amaziah, when you're sitting in Assyria in captivity, you're going to remember this conversation. Pretty bold. Amos demonstrates just great courage and boldness here. He doesn't back down. And I would say to you and to myself, we need to be courageous and bold for the Lord. We need to be courageous and bold for the Lord and our culture and confront ungodliness and our culture and stand for the truth of God's word. That's what God calls us to do. To let your light shine. Amos is letting his light shine in a culture that is saying, shut that light off. We don't want that light. And he continues to let his light shine. So that takes us to chapter 8, where Amos receives his next vision. Thus the Lord God showed me, behold, a basket of summer fruit. Now this is when they would harvest the fruit, right? So this is a, a basket of ripe fruit. And he said, Amos, what do you see? So I said, a basket of summer fruit. Then the Lord said to me, the end has come upon my people Israel. I will not pass by them anymore. Amos sees a basket of ripe fruit. And the message of this vision is Israel is ripe for judgment. God in his grace has given them space to repent. They haven't repented. So now they are ripe for judgment. Verse 3 says, and the songs of the temple shall be wailing in that day, says the Lord God. Many dead bodies everywhere, they shall be thrown out in silence. Now, I don't know about the temple in Bethel, the temple to the golden calf, but the temple in Jerusalem, in the southern kingdom, the temple in Jerusalem had a choir that sang around the clock, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So that at any time, day or night, you could show up at the temple and there would be worship going on. And you could just sit and enjoy the worship. You can join in. You could join in and worship the Lord also. So there's singing at the temple in Jerusalem around the clock. Again, I don't know about the temple in Bethel. If they also had singing, they may have. But we're told here. That the songs of the temple will be wailing in that day, says the Lord God. When the Assyrians attacked the northern kingdom, many people fled to the temple, their, their temple in Bethel, their temple to the golden calf for refuge, thinking their false god would save them. And so their singing was turned to wailing. It says there were many dead bodies everywhere. And they shall be thrown out in silence. As, we, as we've said before, the Assyrians, as many armies did in the ancient world, The Assyrians would surround a city with their army, cut off the food supply, cut off the water supply, and then just wait. Sometimes they would wait over a year. And they would just starve the people out. 
So they ran out of food and water in the city and started to die. That's what's being described here. The people that were trapped in the city, they would cast their dead over the city wall. And that's what the Lord is describing here at the end of verse 3. Many dead bodies everywhere in the cities of the northern kingdom. They shall be thrown out over the city wall in silence. Verse 4. Hear this, you who swallow up the needy and make the poor of the land fail. They were taking advantage of the poor. And when it says they make the poor of the land fail, they had set up a system where it was impossible for the poor to ever get out of their poverty. Saying, when will the new moon be passed that we may sell grain and the Sabbath that we may trade wheat, making the ephah small and the shekel large, falsifying The scales by deceit, they were corrupt in their business dealings, ripping people off. That we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, even sell the bad wheat. People in the northern kingdom were so greedy, they they despised taking the day off for the Sabbath. And they said, when will the Sabbath end so we can make some more money? When will this... Feast be over so we can go back to work and make some more money selling goods to people. Some of you are old enough to remember when Maryland had blue laws. When everything was closed on Sunday. But, But people wanted their businesses open. And so they repealed the blue laws. Verse 7. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob. Surely I will never forget any of their works Shall the land not tremble for this? And everyone mourn who dwells in it. All of it shall swell like the river. Heave and subside like the river of Egypt. As the river of Egypt flooded is the picture there. And it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord, that I will make the sun go down at noon. I will darken the earth in broad daylight. Now the sun going down at noon is a sign of God's judgment. Jesus said in the New Testament that during the tribulation period, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And we see that described in Revelation chapter 6 with the seal judgments where the the sun fails to give off its light and the moon fails to give off its light. It's a sign of God's judgment. When Jesus was on the cross, the sun went dark for three hours in the middle of the day. And during those three hours that Jesus was on the cross, And darkness covered the earth. All of our sin was put upon Jesus. And Jesus was punished by God for our sins as our substitute. Jesus was judged in our place. God's talking about judgment here. Verse 10, he says, I will turn your feasts celebration. Now, the feasts typically corresponded with the times of harvest. So the feast sort of corresponded with payday, right? You've worked all year to grow these crops, now it's harvest time, now it's like payday, right? And so the feasts were a time of great celebration, great joy. And he says, I'll turn your feasts into mourning, all your songs into lamentation. I will bring sackcloth on every waist and baldness on every head. Baldness is a sign of God's judgment. Just kidding. I made that part up, right? Because, you know, right? You know, in Leviticus 13.40, it says, you are bald, but you're clean. There you go. (laughs) He asked me how I know. 
Prophet Amos brought a word of judgment to the people. This word began with condemning Damascus, Gaza, and others among the neighbors of Israel. When the people heard these words, they may even have cheered along with the righteous judgment of God on people they knew to be pagan, people who did not believe in the one true God. But imagine how the crowds grew silent when Amos got to the part about Judah, where he said, For three transgressions of Judah, and for four, I will not revoke the punishment, because they have rejected the law of the Lord. And then even more when he says the same about Israel, adding, They sell the righteous for silver, and the needy for a pair of sandals. It's easy to celebrate justice when it comes down on our enemies, but it takes humility to see our own sin in the same light. God is a God of justice, but He never leaves anyone without an escape. He calls His people to return to Him. You'll want to keep coming back to hear the hope God offers to the people because He makes the same offer to you. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Ring of Truth is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, located in Columbia, Maryland. If you're in the area, join us for Sunday morning services. Find out more at calvaryec.org. And if you can't join us, you can always find our podcast on iTunes for more great biblical messages. We love being with you today. See you next time for another message here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.